five, four, three, two, one. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. So we are back. Uh, if you were wondering where the solo episode of Joe Dubs was going to be for episode 14, I got sick. And I couldn't do anything because I had no voice. And I kind of still don't have no voice. So get strapped in and get ready for a big trouble little podcast. Rolling dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been watching or playing? I know you went to Texas and everything. Yeah, while I was in Texas, uh, in Austin, Texas, there is a video rental store. It's like one of the last ones in the country, I'm sure, called I Love Video. Mm-hmm. And they have everything. Like they have uh, foreign movies and bootlegs, and, and they got VHS and DVD and Blu-ray in there. And it's it's crazy cool. But we went in there, my, my friends and I, and we rented some stuff. I watched a bunch of just awful schlock like that was what we wanted to do was get some terrible movies and then drink and watch them Mm -hmm. and we definitely succeeded at doing that we got like i don't know six or seven different movies some of them we didn't finish because they were so bad but (laughs) i saw uh your warrior from the future and dangerous men and beyond the dunwich horror i think it's called and ooga booga and Whatever else we got. While I was down there, though, something we did that was good is I went to go see The Thing, John Carpenter's remake from 1982 in 70mm. It's the only known 70mm print in the world. It's from Britain. Mm-hmm. It's cool because when they started, it says this film has been rated X by the British Film Board or something like that. <laughs> and it's neat seeing films with, you know, scratches and stuff. Like it was obviously film. You you forget what it looks like because we grew up watching stuff on thirty five millimeter in movie theaters and and you know now it's digital and you don't think about it but I don't know there's it's, it's different I went and saw um I was there with three friends two of us had seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine but the other two hadn't mm-hmm. but we decided we needed to go see it so I saw that again and then on the plane there and back and in the airports and pretty much since I got home I've been playing Mario Odyssey no other games I just can't. I can't. Mario Odyssey is too goddamn great. Let's talk about it for a second, since that's both on our playlist. Yeah. Um, Mar- it, w- w- it seems like it's Mario 64 and Sunshine to me, which is two amazing games, in my opinion. Yeah, I think about those a lot. I think about Galaxy. Did you... Uh, you beat the game, right? No, I'm still doing it. I'm taking my time on this. Oh, uh, okay. Um, a minor recommendation, both to you and the listeners, is... um. After you beat, using air quotes, the game, after you defeat Bowser, the game kind of like doubles back and gives you a bunch more stuff to do. So don't feel bad about blowing through kingdoms to get to the end of the game. Because when you finish, it's going to say, okay, you can return to all the kingdoms if you want. We added all of this. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like you have to get every moon. Because there were a couple worlds where I like, you know, turned over every rock trying to get all the moons, and some of them where I was like, eh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get to the end because I was like sitting in an airport in Chicago or whatever, and I was just, you know, y- your mood changes, and yeah. uh, when you beat it though, you you are very heavily incentivized to return to all your previous worlds, and it makes it more fun if there's more moons to grab. I think so. Don't don't feel too bad about it. But but what I was gonna say is, uh, after you beat the game. You, you unlock the ability to get some more outfits, and one of them makes Mario look like he did in Mario 64, and it is my favorite Easter egg ever. <laughs> I I just love the whole... By the way, there's so many moves that you can do with the hat. It, like, oh, yeah. Like, I would shake my uh, controller, and I'm like, holy shit, how did I do that? <laughs> it spins around you in a circle. I beat the game, and still, yesterday, I was working on... There's that move where you throw it, and then... Mario dives toward the hat. It like can get you like some longer jumps. I'm not great at it, but it's cool that you can beat the game without mastering everything. It's like there's all this this extra ceiling for your skills to develop. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the game's great. Just uh. I I love the 2D like warp zone area. I thought that was a good touch to it. Um, because you know you're gonna have those people like oh, I just like 2D Mario better. You get that, too, in the game. Um, Boss battles, I don't know if it gets harder down the road, but it seemed a little easy to me. 
Like, they don't, unfortunately. Most of the bosses, I feel like I beat in one or two tries. I think I died on... There's a boss in the Ruined Kingdom I died once on. Other than that, that's that's one of the weak points for the game. But I, they, they made it for all ages. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting. You can use amiibos, and they'll give you hearts and stuff. And I guess if you use the Peach Wedding one, it gives you that heart that adds that makes you take six hits instead of three. And it just always does that. And that's really cool. But almost every time I die in this game, it's because I fell. So yeah. I don't know. Hearts aren't that important to me. And if anybody's wondering what the story is about, apparently Bowser steals peach again. What, what a surprise. And then yeah. uh, this hat thing is like, Hey, my princess hat thing is with him too. Tiara. So, yeah. Let's all beat him together. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. And then he, uh, because in the beginning, Bowser pretty much uh, breaks Mario's hat. Yeah. And, and the hat thing becomes the Mario hat. That's why it's alive and everything and has eyes. And it, when I first saw that in a trailer when they were announcing the Switch, I'm like, oh, no, that seems stupid. But now I'm like, that's fucking fun as shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Like, Like, every kingdom has, like, three new things for you to inhabit and play as, and it's it's so much fun. Have you have you been to the beach world, the beach kingdom yet? Uh, you're going to be a little pissed off at me. I, the, I stopped at the first Bowser battle, pretty much. Okay, so the cloud kingdom. Yeah. Okay, well, well, there's there's these squids you can play as. They, like, shoot water out, and you can, like, fly around and stuff. They're super fun. Mm-hmm. My dog has spotted trouble, I think. <laughs> Do you want to check on that? No, I, I'm pretty sure it's just the UPS guy bringing um, something I ordered. Nice. Uh, yeah, so we were talking before we uh, went on the air and everything. Is like Nintendo is doing things right. They're, oh, yeah. They got Zelda out. They got Mario out. They have all the I, – I looked in the store the other day, and I'm like, God damn, there's like so many games I want to play. Uh, yeah, they're not like AAA titles where they have these great graphics and everything, but I'm like – I could see myself playing these type of games, like these uh, over-the-top, like, Miami, uh, what's that one game? Hotline Miami kind of type oh, of game. Oh, yeah, the game's fun. Yeah, it's like, there's games that are really cheap on Nintendo because of the indie titles. They're like 15 uh, anywhere ranging from, like, $7 to $20. And there's a ton of Neo Geo games on there now. Yeah, which is like the seven ninety nine mark and everything. Yeah. Um then you got, uh, what's that? Fuck. I keep on, like, drawing blanks and shit, but it has Warriors in it. It's made by Team Ninja. Fire Emblem Warriors. Here we go. Oh, yeah. You, ha- you have that. Uh, Doom just came out. I just know. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to get that eventually so that I can have Doom on my Switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got LA. Oh, we'll talk about all that shit later in the coming attractions. Sure. I-, I see you-, <laughs> you put all that shit in there. Yeah, I, 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 the other day I felt bad about delaying this, so later in the evening I, I put some stuff to it. Yeah. I'm going to get that L.A. Noir. Yeah, I, I only played a couple of missions, so like me going back to that on my Switch, I think is amazing. That has to be console of the year. I'm sorry. Like, PlayStation 4 is out, Xbox One X came out recently, and all that stuff, but... You. But Switch... I feel like that's the console everybody wants. Yeah, it is. And they should. And I, I actually have a story that I'm going to talk about in news that matter to us that kind of makes me hate a little bit of uh, the other uh, systems and stuff because they focus on multiplayer a lot now. Um, but what I've been playing lately was Super Mario Odyssey. Of course. Call of Duty World War Two. Didn't dabble into the single player yet because I want to save that. I just wanted to see if maybe Call of Duty wanted to change up their multiplayer, which they didn't. They just added a few things that have like the the Destiny uh, like hub area where everybody can meet. Yeah, you can watch people open their, open their loot boxes, right? Yeah, yeah. And oh boy. Yeah, and I was like, this is stupid, and like, I I, I think the lobby is cool, but like. That's just an area for microtransactions, and I'm just like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> that's all. That's all they want to do now is uh, games. Games as a service, or no? That's EA's thing. We're talking about Activision. Yeah, Still. It, they're all doing it now. It's it's the business model. 
I don't know if I talked about this last episode, but uh, I finished Stranger Things Season 2. And it was amazing. Andy, I recommend you watching that series. I mean, I'm, I'm going to. I just... Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's, that's the alarm to remind me to do this show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm going to watch it. I didn't start it before I went to Texas because I knew I wouldn't have time to do it. And since I got back, I've had a lot of other stuff to do. And all my free time has been taken up by Mario. You've seen season one, right? Correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. Season two is much better. And uh, there was a lot of flack because there was one episode, and I'm not spoiling anything. They are like, oh, this seemed rushed. Like, why'd you have to put this in an episode? And I'm just like, it's character development. This is not like it's a one-shot or anything. They're going ha- to milk the shit out of Stranger Things until these kids grow up. Or maybe they get more kids or do another story of all that stuff so when people see fluff in the episode right 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 automatically they're like this is stupid i'm like fuck you you don't know how writing is but uh another thing i watched i don't know if you've seen this movie uh i actually recommended it to you the scribbler yeah i i put it on my queue but that's literally all i've all the interaction i've had with it yeah, so a little synopsis and everything. It's a, a lady who has multiple personalities. She's schizo and everything. So she has this personality called the scribbler where the scribbler only writes things down. And when she speaks, it's only backwards when she speaks. Um, like Midget and Twin Peaks. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but she goes to this, like new asylum kind of area where there's like no security uh they the people the patients call it jumper tower it's actually called juniper tower because everybody commits suicide there yeah that makes sense and um crazy shit happens like it reminds me of actually i want to check this right now because it reminds me of an asian film speaking of asian films we're gonna be uh, talking about old boy soon that's a that was a South Korean film, but let me yep. look at the script. I want to see who the the director was, because it seemed foreign to me. John Suits. That doesn't sound foreign to me. Uh, John Suits was born in May 11, nineteen eighty three. He was in California, but anyway, <laughs> it had that like anime feel to it a little bit, and it was actually pretty good. So I recommend you guys watching it. And there's like a big twist at the end. And like I, when when I say anime, you'll notice you'll know the scene uh, later on where you're like, oh, I see what he's talking about. <laughs> but uh, I say we get into our uh, movie of the month or one of our movies for the month. Old oh boy. Week. Yeah, movie of the week. I gotta change the title. So Andy, what is old boy? Old boy is like you said, it's a South Korean film, and it is a revenge movie. Um. I can't remember the main character's name, but he is, he's not a great guy. All we really see is that he's drunk and he's like getting home late for his daughter's birthday or something. And a friend comes to pick him up from a police station where he's been held for public indecency and and being a drunk and stuff. And then he's imprisoned for 15 years, Mm -hmm. like not in a prison, but in like a weird facility where that's what they do. They just keep people for a long time and he doesn't understand why or what he did and he's trying to figure out oh you know who have i wronged and why and he's toward the he starts trying to escape and stuff like that and eventually he's he gets out one way or another i'm not gonna i'm gonna try to keep spoilers out of the first part of the conversation so that we can see if we can talk people into watching it because this movie has a couple of real big reveals like twists like why was he imprisoned and then why did they do it and what did they do to him and stuff like that but it's a revenge movie about him trying to figure out why someone did this to him and then him trying to get revenge for it and the ways he goes about doing that yeah right off the bat if you're not into big uh big into subtitles then this movie is not for you oh yeah it's green yeah um in the beginning i it, it was slow i was like uh, shit's going down. It's kind of crazy. I don't know if I'm. It's gonna hook me. And then, right after he gets out, out well, I almost spoiled it. I, I said it anyway. Whatever. But right after he, 
you know, gets out of this imprisonment and he's trying to figure out what's going on and everything. Uh, I felt that like that's where it picked up because when he was in the prison, I'm like, okay, weird shit's happening to him. I get it. He's alone. Uh, he's seen ants. He's, uh, I thought like saw right away. And to me, I thought this was like a saw film because I didn't really look into it that much. I was like, oh, he's in prison. I'm like, Maybe this is kind of like Saw where he has to play a game to get out. And it's totally not. It it takes so many turns where it just like keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's not like, all right, this is taking forever. But it was a pretty long movie, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. The movie really picks up once he gets out. But they they have to establish his motivations. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we want to get into spoiler territory now? Uh, let's hold off. Oh, well, I don't know what else to say about it, to be honest. It's on Netflix. I think it's been on Netflix, like, since Netflix started. Like, I remember I had a Netflix subscription when it came out, and I feel like Old Boy was on my queue then, but I don't know. But, um... The main character's name is Dasu. Uh... That's it. That's right, because his name means, uh... Odesu means, uh... Living one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And then... In the movie, the other guy that we'll talk about later is called Wu Jin, Wu. <laughs> and then the other uh, female character is Midu. Mm, that's right. Uh, um, he meets a sushi girl, and they they fall in love in garbage. At times, and this is not like uh, stereotyping. Uh, at times, I was like, "Is that Jackie Chan, the main character?" Because he has like Jackie Chan features to him a little bit. That's a, that's a little that's a little tiny bit racist. Not really, not really, because I'm looking. If you look at the stream, if you if you have it up, just his cheekbone when he has the long hair, it kind of reminds me of Jackie Chan when he grows that goatee a little bit. It's not more of his race or anything. It's more of like the goatee and the long hair that uh, Jackie Chan does. And even when he has the uh, the shorter hair, when he's has the hammer and everything. He he looks like Jackie Chan. You could do comparisons and everything, but uh, what do you think of the fight scenes? By the way, I like them a lot. I like that people actually get tired in this movie. Mm-hmm. Especially when uh, it's like one against like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, in the hallway of like the prison, that fight that that fight is like the best. Mm-hmm. And the, the part where he has like a knife in his bag and he's still going. Because you know, yeah. you know that's pretty much off of plain adrenaline and revenge. Because he he wants to know why he was imprisoned and all that stuff. He's very motivated. Yeah, uh, it was shot really well. I could say, uh, not not a lot of locations. There was like you had the imprisonment, you had uh, what was it, the sushi restaurant, and then you had the Wu. Uh, uh, Wu Jin's freaking penthouse. <laughs> That's the only like scenes I remember. And then yeah, there's the school. Yeah, the school, and they went to like a couple of restaurants. It seemed like it was local, like a small town. Yeah, because uh, it, it the reason why I think it's like a small town is the the one of the reasons why like the twist happens. Do we want to get into spoiled territory now? Um. I guess. If we haven't convinced you to see it, then I want to make one last push to say, if you haven't seen this movie, you really ought to. It's a, it's a great revenge movie. It has great action, great writing, great acting, but we're about to spoil the shit out of it. It'll still be a good movie after that, but mm-hmm. I've been warned. Yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So, holy shit. <laughs> that twist at the end where... uh Big of the schoolyard and stuff, and you see Wu Jin like love his sister and everything, mm-hmm. or uh, you know show that he's sexually interested in his sister. I was like, man, this is weird. <laughs> and then all yeah, the- like that's that's really weird. And it's like, oh, I I see the motivation now for him to do what he did to the protagonist and stuff. But man, it's weird. Yeah. So what happened was, uh, Dasu saw Wu Jin. Um, doing like pretty much feeling up his sister in the library, and I guess because I 
correct me if I'm wrong. Did he spread the news around about that? He did it like by accident. Like he and his friend are like moving something, and he says, "Oh, I saw this guy with the girl up in this the old whatever lab." And and the guy kind of asks, like, "What girl is it?" And he says, "Oh, she's in your class. She's something something." And that guy realizes, "Oh shit, that's his sister." But the protagonist never knew that, and that that's kind of part mm. of the the tragic irony of it is he didn't even do it on purpose. He just, oh, I saw them together, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, uh, I guess, when one person tells it, it spreads like a wildfire. Yeah, of course. And uh, the sister committed suicide on a bridge, right? Am I, am I getting this right? Well, I guess like that 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 part's a little difficult to interpret because they're like at the dam, and I guess he's like playing with the idea of it, and he decides not to, and then she decides to die. I think maybe it was supposed to be like a joint thing like they were both supposed to do it and then that was the confusing part because usually when it's suicide it's like nobody's holding on to the hand unless he catches her but it wasn't that way it was more of like her sitting on the pole uh the banister facing him and then you see them holding hands but like she wasn't leaning back right away until later on in the scene when he's in the elevator and he's thinking about it that's when you see it and everything yeah i like that part mm-hmm. really good um so the twist pretty much is throughout the movie you see this uh female called misu am i getting that correct did i say her name right i think so Me- yeah, she's a sushi chef She's like one of the first people that the protagonist sees once he gets out. Mm-hmm. And I saw that that subtle hint saying, hey, do I know you? And I'm like, she's going to be important in some way. And then right after that, he gets that phone call saying, uh, do you like the clothes that you're wearing? Kind of like uh-huh. kind of like MK Ultra, like things to say to the person that will make him go to another area kind of like mind control and all that stuff i felt that that scene anyway it was like that um the other twist is that me do person was his daughter <laughs> and he pretty much has sex with his daughter in the film and, and they uh, like they fall for each other because they've both been hypnotized even though there's an age difference and then there's there's a sex scene in a hotel, and then at the end of the movie he reveals, "Oh, I tricked you. This was your daughter." And, and you, as the viewer, are like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. I I didn't really get his like revenge in a way. It's like, oh, uh, you know, since you killed my sister, you fucked your daughter and all that stuff. Like, was he supposed to kill the daughter in in some way, or was? He hoping that uh, Dasu was going to kill himself because he fucked his daughter. I don't know. I wondered about that, too. Like, obviously, it affected him pretty severely and with good reason. But, I don't know. I mean, I, I felt like it was a pretty effective way to get revenge. But, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, he can explain to his daughter. I mean, it's going to take time and all that stuff because it's, it's weird uh, that... He was locked away for 15 years. He doesn't remember shit. He's, he's been tortured. Like, I feel like that could be uh, fixable in some way. But I, I, I think what he was trying to do is make either Dasu or somehow uh, his daughter just get depressed and maybe try to commit suicide because she fucked her father and all that. Maybe. I but, think that was his revenge. I think he got what he wanted. Yeah. I did she ever open the present because i'm guessing uh yeah, he, he said he said leave the box closed yeah so she doesn't know mm-hmm. i guess she never will uh well the, the end scene was kind of weird to me well he hypnotizes he goes to the the hypnotist and tells her to hypnotize him so that he doesn't remember any of that shit oh, okay that makes sense but his daughter was there too correct yeah but she still didn't know as far as i could tell Okay. Again, uh, maybe I missed something. This this movie's got some twists and turns, folks. It's uh, you gotta pay attention. Yeah, you gotta pay attention a lot. 
Uh, and uh, the elevator scene that I was talking about where you actually see where his sister falls off the dam and everything. Uh, I liked how the transition of when he was putting his in in the the memory you see his hand go to his head and i'm like why is he doing that and then in the elevator scene he just blows his brains out yeah and i was like that was a that was a pretty good transition right there and i like that i really i really like the setup and delivery with uh he has a button that turns his pacemaker off mm-hmm. and then leaves it there and you're like yeah he got him and then that's totally not what it is mm-hmm. what a prick yeah uh I thought it was weird after the reveal that uh, Wu Jin gave to Dasu about him and his daughter is that Dasu kind of like went. He was all this badass, like he was going for this revenge. And then he's like, I'm going to be your dog. <laughs> I'm like, he, didn't, he didn't want her to know. That's that's all he cared about was his daughter. Mm-hmm. He stopped caring about himself and worried only about her. I kind of like that part. Yeah. And then he cut his tongue. Yeah, he did. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of gruesome scenes, especially... I had to fast-forward some of them because one was, like, the hammer by the teeth, and I was like... I oh, can't. yeah, that part is... Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I couldn't watch that. Uh, then, like, even the the octopus scene. Uh, oh, when he, when he eats the live octopus? Yeah, and I was like... I was like, that was that, that's too much. <laughs> and then the tongue scene i was like all right but but like how we talked about before the fighting scenes are amazing i like how they made it realistic where like people were getting tired even the prota- protagonist where he's like oh man i'm fighting 15 people i need to calm down but then his adrenaline comes back in and he starts to beat people's asses again um i thought uh in the beginning the guy that committed suicide was funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, I laughed out loud. I felt a little bad about it. But when he hits the car, I laughed so hard. Yeah, because in, he's like, uh, in the beginning of the movie, Dasu is like, I want to tell you my story before you kill yourself. And uh, he wakes up because it was like another transition scene. I'm like, oh, was that a dream? Was he dreaming that or something? And then... You see him later on after that talking to this guy. He's like, I'm going to tell you my story. So he tells him his story. And then the guy that's committed suicide, he's like, I want to tell you why I want to commit suicide. And he just fucking walks away. And I'm like, that's fucked up. But funny. I don't give a fuck about you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> did he, uh, did the dog go too? Did he commit suicide with the dog? Yeah. <laughs> that dog didn't want to be part of it. What the fuck? Yeah, that, that's unfair to that dog. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I want to talk about is like those twists and turns caught me off guard big time. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I I miss when movies used to do that. You don't see that every day now. Now it's more now it's more like uh, you have to have your iconic scenes and stuff like from Star Wars or Blade Runner and all that stuff where like you have to have that shot and all that stuff. It's not not about the, the twists and turns. Like, one director, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, he was big on t- uh, twists. I mean, if you ever watch his movies, Unbreakable had a twist, uh, Sixth Sense had a twist. Uh, did you see Split yet, by the way? Yeah. You, you do know uh, one of the reveals in it, right? Uh, did you hear about it? I don't think so. All right, I won't spoil it for you, but anyway, I want more twists. I wanna, I wanna feel fucking punched in the face in an end scene and all that stuff. <laughs> but anything else you want to talk about, an old boy? I think that's it. Just that it surpassed my expectations. I've been meaning to watch this movie for years, and it's part of like a, uh, it's part of a, a trilogy. They don't have to do with the same characters, but they have similar themes. And I kept meaning to watch the first one because this is the second one that that director made. It's, it, it's, I think, Revenge is the theme. And I kept wanting to watch the first one, but the first one isn't really available anymore. I decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to go ahead and watch Old Boy because it's considered to be the best one. Like they say, you can watch just Old Boy and get away with it. But there's mm. two other movies in this director's like Revenge trilogy, and they're supposed to be really good too. So I guess if you like this movie, you got somewhere to go from here too. Yep. Now we're going to get into like 
news that matter to us if my fucking thing likes to work so I could show the, the website. But we'll get into it anyway. I'll just add the uh, screenshot. Andy, let's talk about Star Wars. Ryan Johnson. I can't believe that they have announced this. Like, I, I honestly was like, nah, this isn't true. I'm misinterpreting this. And I read, like, the whole article on StarWars.com about this. The director for Last Jedi and um, his the screenwriter that he worked with on it, they, I guess, are getting their own trilogy now. He gets to direct and write a whole spin-off trilogy of Star Wars movies. So apparently Last Jedi is just, like, the best goddamn thing that's ever happened, according to Disney, because they've already... Like, it's not even out yet, and they already trust this guy with the intellectual property enough to give him a whole trilogy. That's that's insane. I can't believe they didn't wait until Last Jedi came out to announce this. It's bonkers, but I knew that eventually this was going to happen. That since... We knew more Star Wars movies were coming, doubtlessly. But a whole trilogy just for him? Oh my god. So he's going to be writing and directing all the next three movies? Well, it has nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. It's not the main story. It's like a. It's going to be like the Star Wars. Think like uh, the the this this coming Han Solo movie and Rogue One. It's a side thing, except it's a trilogy. That. I. I mean, it sounds cool. I want more Star Wars movies, I guess, but only if they're made. Like well, and I at this point it just feels like they're like more Star Wars movies. We're going to make them all until we make all. Is uh, this guy, you know, maybe I'll see Last Jedi and I'll just knock my dick stiff. It might be the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen. I don't know. I doubt it, but I don't know. So maybe there's a reason for this. It's just, it's hard to have context having not seen what he's already done with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I trust, I guess, uh, I forgot the, the head, head person who's into, like, creative of Star Wars, but I, I kind of trust her into thinking that ryan johnson is good and i've been hearing good things about ryan johnson that he's uh he's a great director and everything but i think this is too early to say like hey there's a trilogy and this guy is gonna do it like the movie like you said before the movie's not coming hasn't come out yet i mean for all we know this movie could suck and this could be the worst of the 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 trilogy that's out right now and Presumably it, all the decision makers at Disney have seen the movie, of course. So they must be really happy with it. Mm -hmm. But that's a different opinion than the general public. Because I, I guarantee you everybody uh, that worked on the uh, the prequels and stuff were like, oh, this is going to be great. And then lo and behold, the prequels sucked to the, the Star Wars fans. So yeah. we got to hope... That that doesn't happen in the second one. I don't think that's gonna happen, like prequel wise. But it's too early to do that. Mm -hmm. It's the second movie. This should have been announced on the third movie, because you know if the movie was really really good and this is kind of like our Empire Strikes Back, like then it would make sense. Like, hey, did you like the Last Jedi? Well, guess what? Ryan Johnson's gonna do. The trilogy, the next trilogy, the, the non-Skywalker trilogy. And that I think that would get them more pumped up. I mean, either way, the Star Wars fans are going to be like, fuck yeah, more Star Wars. I don't yeah. care. But, but like, the people that read in between the lines, this is kind of weird. I don't know. And I can't get my slide to work, so we're just going to have to do this blind and we'll just talk about the stories. I'll have uh, Dasu's face, like, grinning while you're... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about it. We have no idea what the story's going to be, and no one else is attached except for Johnson and that screenwriter whose mm. name I already forgot. But, I mean, this news was too big to ignore, in my opinion. I mean, I was, you know, again, I was, I can't believe, why now to announce this? That's so strange. I mean, presumably it's because he's probably going to have to go start work on it, because his work on Last Jedi has got to be done at this point. It's all in post-production, they're doing you know they're, they're making sure it's going to be at the right movie theater at the right time yeah and uh by the way that person that I was talking about creative uh kathleen kennedy she's oh that's right yeah she, she's a person uh one of the quotes she says in this article that you posted says we all loved working with ryan johnson on the last jedi so <laughs> I, I guess that i always worry that that means oh ryan johnson is easily bullied and he did what we wanted him to do 
Yeah. Because after after hearing about all the the kerfuffle with the switch of directors on the Han Solo movie, that's that's where my brain goes now. Mm-hmm. And she also says he's a creative uh, he's a creative force. Uh, force and watching him craft the last jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy and i have to agree with you is like maybe he's too easily to be bullied he's kind of like uh hey you're gonna do this and he's like he's a yes man (laughs) maybe maybe i mean I, i honestly have no clue i'm just saying maybe that's what it is i know very little about the guy. I think he made Looper and some other stuff that I haven't seen, and now he's doing the Star Warses. So I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you think in the Star Wars universe, hypothetically, is so entertaining that they can make a trilogy out of it? I mean, presumably they're going to come up with something new. But if it were you, like, what would you have it based on? Would you do a Jedi thing? Would you do something else? I think you have to keep it Jedi and Sith because you're going to have those hardcore fans where it'd be like, "Where's my?" Uh my lightsabers and like force and all that stuff i guess but i, I want to, uh, i want either something about like smugglers and thieves you know i mean obviously we're getting a han solo movie so maybe that's that's what i want or something more rogue squadron style like i was really disappointed in rogue one because i thought it was going to be more about like pilots and soldiers and it, it kind of was about soldiers but it wasn't but that's what i want i want i just want a rogue squadron movie just take wedge and tilly's and rogue squadron and make a movie with a bunch of x-wings in it that's what i want but i'm not everyone i'm not the general public i have like a like a solo movie idea where uh (laughs) solo (laughs) all these all these puns uh something like a like a like a han solo but like a nathan drake kind of uncharted thing where uh he finds treasure on uh, different planets and finds like this treasure of like the Jedi's and the the Sith and everything. So kind of like an Indiana Jones in a way. <laughs> who knows that Han Solo movie? Who knows what that's gonna be like? Yeah, like I think that would be pretty cool. Where he's running away from either, uh, you know, High Council of the Jedi's or like maybe the dark side, the, like the Sith running after him be like hey that's not your treasure that's not your piece of history give it to us your typical bad guy from like indiana jones in a way i guess you in a space museum yeah (laughs) i i just want i want different things in but in the star wars universe i wouldn't mind a bounty hunter movie um yeah i wouldn't mind maybe uh, this to be like a TV show kind of thing where how the prequels are more about the political side of things. I think that would be great for like a TV series in a way. Just your your West Wing of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just don't want another like this person has the power and all that stuff. Like he. Yeah. He. Like like Luke Skywalker, he's like he was so powerful that Darth Vader was trying to make him go to the dark side. I don't want that anymore, but I want something different. But I know they'll do something like that. Um, they're gonna have to. You think they're gonna like go ahead in time, or do you think that uh, they're gonna be connected to the last trilogy in some way? I think it'll be connected to the trilogy they're working on now. It'll be parallel in some way. That's what I think. Yeah, because I I can't see them going like a thousand more years and like something else is going to happen. Maybe the order uh, gets bigger, kind of like how Darth Vader was back in the day. I don't know. Maybe it'll take place between um, Jedi and and Force Awakens. There's a lot of lot of dead space there. Well, I I've been actually like because a lot there was two more trailers that came out uh, on the Last Jedi. And people were analyzing trailers like they always do. And they showed, like, the symbol of the great Jedi, which is kind of like the middle, like the independent. He's not dark side. He's not light side. He's the middle side, I guess. Your independent uh, guy with force. Uh, I don't know who. Maybe Luke Skywalker is a great Jedi. I don't know. Uh, They also talked about Obi-Wan being a great Jedi at one point because he doesn't follow... Uh, the rules of both sides, so he has to be his own in his way. So, like, maybe there's going to be new enemies. I don't know. I I just... 
I just want the next trilogy to be interesting and not milking it with the same storyline. Kind of like how uh, superhero movies are doing these days. <laughs> Milk, yeah. Milking the shit out of the industry. Oh, get ready for that. We're going to see a Star Wars movie every year for like the next decade, I'll bet. Yep. We're going to be in our 40s and we'll be like, it's goddamn Star Wars films. Yep. Uh, Alright, moving on from Star Wars. A uh, little, little news here. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are coming in Justice 2. Uh, recently Hellboy came to Injustice 2, and now you have the Ninja Turtles, which is really cool. Um, people are probably wondering, well, how are they on DC? Well, there was a comic book of Batman and the Ninja Turtles. They they were a thing in the DC comics, so... Interesting that they're bringing us to a fighting game. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Can't wait. Um... Yeah, I have nothing else to say on this. It's just it's really cool. And if I if I had my screen capture to work so I could show you the uh the entrance of Raphael and then the rest of the Ninja Turtles, it would look cooler. But moving on to a story that is kind of Star Wars-ish because uh Visceral Games um is not making that Star Wars game on EA because EA became a bunch of cunts and became. oh it has been I'm sorry has just been killing off all their single player uh developers and it's really really pissing me off that now the business model of making games is you have to have loot boxes you have to have uh, a multiplayer game. Everything has to look like Destiny now, where it there is a linear uh, single player, but you're playing with other people. And I'm just like, maybe people don't want to play with other people. Maybe people just want to play a single player game that has good story and uh, you know a vast world and everything. And Visceral Games was supposed to be one of the big. Star Wars games that we were supposed to be looking forward to. Kind of like the Knights of the Old Republic and all that stuff. So, it's really annoying that EA is, like, killing off everybody. We're not going to have Dead Space anymore. Even though Dead Space hasn't been good since the second one. But what's your opinion on about, you know, single-player games, Andy? I mean, I'm, I've gone on record saying I prefer single-player multiplayer I own Battlefield 1, and it's just because I wanted to play the story. I didn't buy it for the multiplayer. Single player is... I, I like Splatoon, and that's, I think, the only game I bought solely for multiplayer. I'm looking at my shelf. I mean, you got... I, I have Overwatch. I have Overwatch. And Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six needs a single player so fucking bad. Yeah, but those... those but, but yeah, I... Uh, like I was saying earlier, games as a service and stuff like this... Game companies, they don't care about making an interesting story or making a piece of art or letting creators express themselves. They they just, uh, how are, and they are a company. Companies are supposed to make money. I understand that. How are we going to make the most money out of this? Oh, we're going to put a bunch of fucking pay-to-win loot box bullshit in here. But someone's got to be making these stories. I hope more people follow, um, uh, Oh my god, drawing a blank. Um, indie AAA game just came out. Uh, uh, Hellblade? Hellblade. I hope more people follow that model. And we can just start skipping bullshit idiot publishers. I'm sick of all of them. Mm -hmm. EA, Activision, Ubisoft, uh, Konami, oh my god. Uh, Bandai Namco, all of them make stupid decisions. Well, sick that, of all of them. That's why I'm going towards Switch now. Because Switch, I feel like Nintendo is like, hey... We like single-player games. We make these amazing, like, game-of-the-year games now, like Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey. Hey, did you, did you like Doom? Well, Doom's going to be in our system and everything. Did you like L.O.A. Noir? Did you like Skyrim and all that stuff, which are all single-player games, are going to be on our system. And guess what? You want to uh, play those games on the go? You can. And you know, things like PlayStation 4, even PC, and xbox now it's kind of like everything has to be generic call of duty destiny uh 
every MMO, they all have to be generic where you're playing with somebody and there's like little story, like maybe a smidge of like a single player story so that there's like a lore in your multiplayer game. Yeah, you need a framing device and that's really Yeah, and then that's it. And it's like, hey, now you you could like earn these loot boxes. You could earn this. Hey, did you want a better fucking looking costume? Well, you could pay $2 for this uh, box that you might get a good costume out of it. And it's like... That's something else I really love about Nintendo and Mario Odyssey is all these outfits that you can get from Mario in any other game, you would either be paying for them or they'd be in loot boxes or both. But Mm -hmm. no, not in Mario Odyssey. There's just 50 fucking hats and outfits in there and you can just get them. You can just get them. They're in there. Mm -hmm. And some of them are secrets and some of them are unlocked with Amiibos, which some people would point to as kind of DLC, but I think even the ones you get with Amiibos you can unlock naturally. I don't know. Someone will have to fact check me on that, but like I unlocked like the Wario one, but I was able to buy the Waluigi one after I'd leveled up the shop enough, so I don't know. Yeah, and keep in mind I'm not hating on multiplayer games, but when a a game is aware that they are a multiplayer only game, that's being honest. But when you have like games like uh, Shadow of War, it's like, hey, it's a single player, but guess what? We have these loot boxes, like it's all this online shit. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that's annoying. I did, and I want publishers to like spend time on single player because it's so important uh, yeah. to people that don't have good internet. You know, and I mean, I don't even have good internet. I still don't give a fuck about most of that stuff. Yeah, and like I just miss game developers doing stuff for like single player because i can't wait until death stranding comes out and i hope and i for i really really hope that hideo kojima doesn't go in any way in any fashion of loot crates hard to say i mean with sony you know <laughs> directing them i don't I, I don't know i don't know how to feel about sony because they usually let second parties do all their shit mm-hmm. so. i mean i know i'm gonna get a good story out of hideo kojima you're gonna get like a fucking 10 hour movie and all that stuff yeah. But I have a feeling like there's gonna be like subtle subtle hands to be like, hey, do you want your Norman Reedus character to have this costume on from Walking Dead? Well, guess what? <laughs> you could get this for only five ninety nine. I mean, Kojima does like sticking sticking little little fun stuff like in like that in there. I remember you could get the Assassin's Creed garb in Metal Gear Four. That was that was a hoot. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't overdo it. I I should I just like his games because of his storytelling. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. I, I love this stuff. But um, if I could double back on one thing that you said, um, Nintendo's making all the right decisions single player wise. Absolutely correct. However, it must be said that Nintendo has a history of you know two steps forward, one step back, or vice versa. In some cases, Nintendo makes a lot of shitty decisions too. Sometimes lately, their track record is the best it's been in years, and I hope that continues. But you know, I, I don't want to jinx anything. I, I really want Nintendo to to keep doing everything right. Well, their fu- not everything, most their future looks bright right now if they keep on going on the right track. I mean, apparently, if the Switch continues selling like it has by April, they will have sold the the same amount of Switches as they ever sold of Wii U's. <laughs> and that's saying something. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh. Speaking of uh, the future, uh, let's get into some coming attractions. Andy, do you want to start it off with the the first group? Um, oh, we got it arranged by what the what what kind of media it is. But um, obviously, there's a lot more games coming out. I just looked at stuff that I thought was either high profile or that we would have something to say about. Uh, Mario Party Top 100s coming out for the DS. Uh, yesterday. Oops. <laughs> Never mind. That's not a coming attraction. Scratch that one. Uh, L.A. Noir is coming out next week for the Switch, and I think the HD version for everything else, including the PC, the Switch one, or the Steam one might be coming later. I don't know. That looks really good. I want to get that. I missed that game the first time around. Um, Battlefront 2 hits the 17th alongside uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon. Is that the DS one? Okay. It's, it's it's kind of a sequel of sorts to Sun and Moon. It continues the story from understand. I never I own Moon, never played it. I feel stupid of me to say so. 
And then uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 comes out December 1st. And I cut it off at that. There's a lot a lot of stuff coming out. I mean, it's November. So there's going to be a ton of games coming out. But, I mean, unless you had anything else to add, a couple of these didn't even interest me that much. I'm not getting Battlefront 2, I decided. Yeah, I, I'm actually on the fence with that because I played the beta. I'm really good at the beta. But, like, it's not enough to have me go, I really want this game. I'm going to look at I my... It because they added a story. To, oh, to yeah, that's right. Earlier. Yeah, they added a single player, and I was like, oh, hot damn, I want to do that. And space combat. They added space combat and a single player story. And those are the two things that I want from a Battlefront game. But, but I still. I, don't know, I read an article in Kotaku yesterday about how you could theoretically pay to win and stuff like that. And, and just, I don't know. I don't want to support that kind of loot boxy bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, well, my brother's getting it. And if the single player is legit. When I mean legit, where it's like it has a story, it has a linear, like you're going to an end, and it's not Apparently being... it does. You, you follow like a, a family that's been working, I think, for the, like, for the Republic, then the Empire, or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know that much about it. I, I figured, hey, I'll play it and be surprised, but now I'm not going to play it. At least not immediately. Maybe I'll pick it up, you know, a few months down the road for 40, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually it's going to go down in price because the first one it didn't really do that well. And then, like, I want to say six months later, it was like 20 bucks. So yeah. they squirted it out real quick to capitalize on the, the boom in Star Wars popularity. Mm-hmm. And now they have, like, Ray and Finn, like, advertising this game. So Kylo Ren, big time. Yeah. Anyway, on the movie side, um, yuck. Justice League. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you notice in parentheses I put does anyone care <laughs> I just put that on there so we can hate on it because yeah. I'm trying to get a movie pass subscription and if I do I'm going to go see that movie and I'm going to take a flask just in case because then it's not well I mean I'm still supporting the movie a little bit but I, I have the lowest of expectations for that movie mm-hmm. I think everybody does I think maybe DC fans are like a little high on it because of Wonder Woman how well it did so maybe they're going to go off of the momentum of it yeah even if you close your eyes and swing you're going to hit the ball once in a while yeah um maybe it might do good maybe not um i just don't give a fuck uh it's going to make money but will it be good that's that's probably the best way to ask yeah but even like superhero films are starting to become bland now like everything's the same yeah, I, I, I haven't seen Spider-Man. I haven't seen the new Thor. I haven't seen the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just burned out on them. Well, Spider-Man's really good. <laughs> That's what everyone says. I mean, I'm sure I'll see it eventually, but I'm not Spe- I'm not taking steps to do it. Speaking of Spider-Man, by the way, <laughs> yeah. uh, the game... Uh, that's coming out from it's not from Insomnia Games and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, that game looks solid. It looks fucking amazing, and there's still no date yet. It still says yeah. 2018, so kind of upset about that. I was hoping for a date during the Paris uh, game event that they had last week. They did announce um just I just want to mention it on the show that uh, ghosts uh, ghost of Tsushima or whatever it is. Oh yeah, that the one that sucker punch. Yeah. Oh man, I really want to play that. That game looks cool as hell. I know you're big into like Japanese stuff, so like yeah, yeah. I was like, this game's gonna be an Andy game. I could tell yep. her. Uh yeah. So that and then uh I know we're backtracking and we're kinda going off and coming attractions, but I have to mention this, but The Last of Us uh had a trailer, Last of Us Part Two. Uh oh, yeah. people were saying that like it's the most like gruesome trailer that it was it, there was controversy about it because uh, you saw guts, um, you saw people hanging, and then you saw uh, a character taking a hammer to some uh, girl's arm and all that stuff. And I'm like, they're trying to portray the world that they're in. This is like, you know, post-apocalyptic. It's not going to be like, oh, that person is going to go to jail now because you you know you're hanging people. It's like. There is no society. Society is chaos. So them showing that in a trailer, I think is kind of like you have that shock value, obviously. And it's like, this is this is this is where we're at now. Fucking be scared of the the world that you're uh, exploring. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back on track. Uh, Coco. 
Well, Justice League is coming out eleven seventeen. Uh, Coco, I know that's a Pixar film. Yeah. Um, it's a Mexican, right? Yeah, it's like a Day of the Day of the Dead kind of thing. It's just I, I was like, oh, Pixar. I I have never seen a Pixar movie that I hated, so I, I stuck it on there. Mm-hmm. And that's coming out November twenty fourth. Um, as my throat makes weird sounds. Um, mm-hmm. Darkest Hour. That's a church. Uh, this movie probably isn't as high profile. I just put it on there because I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's the Churchill one, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of about him, I think, leading during the Second World War. I remember there was a trailer for it before Dunkirk that really impressed me. And so it's kind of been on my radar since then. I'm big into history, so uh, I I know some of our listeners will too. So that's coming out November 24th as well. And all oh, hi, Mock. Uh, the dis- <laughs> Disaster Artist is coming out uh, December 1st, which I'm really, really pumped for because it has James yeah. Franco. Uh, I, even though I hate Seth Rogen, he's in it. Um, it. And then James Franco's brother, I believe, is in it too, right? Correct? I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. But anyway, if you haven't seen the most uh, great bad movie ever, The Room, um, <laughs> go see it. <laughs> And pretty much, I, I have mixed feelings on the room myself. I actually watched it the other night, and I'm just like, how how did he think this was a masterpiece? Have you ever like seen interviews with him or seen him doing other stuff? What so that is? No, he's weird. He's he's like foreign, but no one's really sure where he's from. It's strange, and um, he's he's like an entrepreneur. Like he's done not just the movie thing, and he made a TV series for Hulu, which was equally baffling mm-hmm. but he has like an underwear line and he was a musician at some point and it's it's weird he's he's a weird guy but he's super interesting you know in a in a twisted kind of way yeah so the disaster artist is pretty much the behind the scenes kind of thing of like in a way it's tommy Wiseau's like biography in a way but it's a biography about the film the it's room. based on a book written by the guy who played mark in the room and they're like buddies mm-hmm. in, in irl they're working on another movie now, which is <laughs> thrilling. I think that one of the best scenes I like is the uh, fuck Tommy's character. Uh, his girlfriend is talking with her mother, and she's like at a noise. She's like, "Oh, by the way, I have cancer." <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, "I'm like, that's weird." <laughs> like that transition of that con- uh, conversation is so off. Anyway, it's a it's a fucking funny movie to watch. The room. It's not supposed to be funny, but it is funny. Uh, moving on to TV and Netflix. Uh, finally, we got a date on the Punisher series that's coming out eleven seventeen. Lots of stuff coming out eleven seventeen. Punisher, mm-hmm. Justice League, Battlefront two, Pokemon. But I recommend you guys to see Punisher over Justice League. <laughs> Spend your ten dollars wisely. <laughs> Um, and I think that's going to conclude our big episode today. We actually had a long episode. Yeah, we did. We, we've had a couple short and sweet ones lately, but, but we're all, we're jazzed back up. We took a, a short hiatus. You got sick and I got sick on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Sick, <laughs> sick on Texas. Uh, next week on episode 15, we have Other Life, which is on Netflix. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of that. Uh, make sure you, if you do have Netflix or however you get your movies these days, uh, I know it's on Showbox, but I won't explain what Showbox is. Um, uh, other things that I'm working on. So, so I have an announcement that we're going to be pretty much announcing in about two weeks. Uh, a pre-announcement. It's a pre-announcement of an announcement. Uh, I have other podcast ideas that I have going around in my head. I also have uh, some streams, like me and my buddies have been playing PUBG, so that might become... Last night, weren't you? Yeah, I was playing with uh, my buddies, and we didn't win a single chicken dinner. Womp womp. Yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'm thinking about getting Adobe Premiere... Because I have a couple ideas that 
with my writings that I'm doing because it's kind of like some Twilight Zone shit. And I know uh, I watched other YouTubes where they had like strange but true stories, like some weird uh, Twilight Zone shit that I want to do like a series of. I don't know. I have a lot of things in my head that I want to do. It's a matter. <laughs> it's a matter of just me doing it. Yeah. But I I know the announcement that I'm going to be talking about is is happening. And what happened here? And then who said somebody in chat says chicken dinners are for the week. Maybe. Maybe. And on that note, that was episode 14 of Big Trouble in the Podcast. We'll see you guys later. Damn.